Amen to God. Amen to God. We're so glad to have brother and sister Groves with us. Amen. How exciting it is. How exciting it is to have missionaries come and be with us. We love all our missionaries, but these folks are, just seem extra special, and we're just blessed to have them tonight. And as they prepare to come, we're going to have a video first. And, uh, and so we want you just to uh, attune your eyes this way. You're going to be blessed by this, and as soon as the video is up, they're going to step up and take this service. God bless you. Let's welcome them with a good hand again tonight. God bless you. My name is Patrick Groves. And then Dean Groves. We're appointed missionaries to the country of Kenya, Sudan, South Sudan. Shortly after our conversion, uh, my, after my wife and I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we were baptized in Jesus' name. We, two weeks after we were we were um, in the church in Jamaica, we were in a mission service, and uh, as they were going through the, the missions program, carrying carrying around some flags, I, my wife and I both had an experience, a very powerful experience, where as relatively new converts. Um, I started to hear as if somebody was speaking to me, um, but it was it was like the voice was inside. The, that voice was telling me that at, my wife and I would be carrying the gospel to these different nations. When we met up after church, she also had had an experience, and I let her tell you what happened to her. Okay, I was um, actually sitting there in the, in the chair, in this bench, and um, I heard this voice speaking to me behind me and I'm thinking who is this talking to me so anyways I um I turn around to look and uh, nobody was there talking to me people they were just worshiping and uh, I we were just like two weeks in the church and I said to myself Lord I I don't know much about the Bible but one thing I know the devil doesn't know my heart only you knows it and I said, I said to him, um, Lord, I'm going to pray that prayer in my heart. And I said, Lord, if this is you talking to me, you tell my husband the same thing. So when we met up, out after service, I was about to share with her what happened to me. How this voice on the inside was telling me that, that uh, we both were going to be carrying the gospel to these countries. And then she said to me, Patrick, she started saying, saying to me she had this experience. She started sharing the experience which we just talked about. And she said she heard this audible voice speaking to her and telling her that you and your husband are going to carry the gospel to these countries. And when she said when she said what she said to me, I realized it was almost word for word what the Lord had said to me. And I at that point, we both realized that the Lord was had spoken to us 
and that this was obviously um, the will of God for our lives. However, um, what we didn't realize at the time, because uh, we were fairly new converts and being new to new to the experience of the born again experience and, and everything to do with uh, the apostolic experience, we didn't realize it would take us literally over 20 years before we actually were able. First of all, that we were appointed missionaries in 2004 while we were. In, in living in Canada at the time after um, working there and attending Bible school uh, we we started deputizing uh, two years after that we arrived on the field in East Africa in 2009 so we started working since 2009 in both in Kenya and in in, in South Sudan we, we actually pioneered the work in South Sudan and we were able to register uh, the church when South Sudan gained independence in 2011, we actually were able to to um, uh, register at the United Pentecostal Church of South Sudan, and uh, we continued working in both Kenya and South Sudan, and also in Sudan. We thank God because uh, today we now have over 60 churches that have been established in that country, and we thank God we have over over 20,000 constituents in the church there. So we have seen rapid growth. Of the church in Our primary goal right now is to do um, to train our leaders, our pastors, and our people in general, because many of them are very young in the faith, given the, 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 the rapid growth of the church there. We've had a lot of people converted, but um, given the, the circumstances in, in South Sudan. Because of the instability in the country and the economic situation, dire economics. Many of our churches, they they don't have facilities. They actually meet under trees. We have about 20, 20 churches that actually meet under trees. And so one of the things that we're trying to do now is to help them to be able to build facilities so that they, they can actually have a place to meet. In Kenya, one of our primary aims is to help with training ministers. You know, we have, we have a Bible school in Kenya. And um, that Bible school has been instrumental in training a lot of uh, our leaders, not only in Kenya, but um, in many of the African nations right now that have worked established. We just want to say how much we appreciate your prayers and support. Without the support and prayers of our partners, our, our, our churches, um, our brethren in North America, we would not be able to do what we're doing here in East Africa. If the Lord is speaking to your heart about actually going to the field to help in the work of God, um, speak to your leader, speak to your pastor, and um, get some direction. If you feel led to be able to help us, um, just to give you an idea of some of the needs that we have. We mentioned before, we've seen so many people convert, especially in, in, in South Sudan. Um, but in many of these, with many of these uh, these churches, many of them do not have actual proper buildings to meet in. Many of them meet on the trees. We have right now in South Sudan, we have about 20 churches that meet on the trees. To build a, a, a decent building in South Sudan, it would it would cost about five thousand um, dollars. And you know, we would we would appreciate if the Lord again was to speak to your heart to be able to help us to do 
to do that or to contribute toward that. We ha when we have conferences in Kenya, um, in our in our conference center, uh, many of our pastors when they come, they literally are sleeping on the floor. And um, so one of the projects we have is to buy mattresses and to even build beds at some point to be able for them to be able to have a proper place to sleep. So we wanted to thank you for again for everything that you've you've done and you're doing to help us in terms of your support and your prayers. God bless you. Let's lift our hands one more time in the presence of the Lord just to thank him hallelujah we praise you Lord we worship you we love you we love you Lord Jesus hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah amen amen hallelujah hallelujah first of all I just want to say how much my wife and I we appreciate so much this church uh, your pastor, Pastor and Sister Axton, and all of the ministering brethren here, and you precious folks, you have uh, blessed us tremendously in allowing us to be in this service tonight, and also um, uh, with the beautiful accommodations Pastor Axton uh, so graciously provided for us for the uh, last night and tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we, we've kind of gotten used to as missionaries, of course, traveling long distances, both over in East Africa and here. Um, but it's good every now and then to be able to go to someplace close by and get some rest. <laughs> praise God. So, sir, I want to thank you on behalf of my wife and I. Praise God. Um, but, uh, I, I do want to again say, as we said in this, uh, short video clip, we appreciate our churches in North America so much and elsewhere where we have partners because of the fact that we, we understand and we know for certain that we could not be doing what we're doing over in East Africa had it not been for the support of our partners. Amen? And the prayers of you precious folks. Um, and I say this on behalf, I believe, of every missionary. Amen? In fact... Uh, as I was telling someone earlier today, uh, the truth is, I, I, I know honestly, and somebody just even said it to me, they said, Brother Groves, you folks are our heroes. And I kind of um, don't know how to respond to that sometimes, um, because I certainly don't feel like a hero. Amen. But um, I, and the, one, of the, one of the reasons is that I kind of just feel like we're just working in different parts of the field. Amen. The Bible says, Jesus said, the world is the field. And we know the field belongs to him. Amen? And he has just put, as Pastor was talking about workers a while ago, and again, my wife and I, we feel very, very strongly about the fact that um, every believer is not just to be a follower of Jesus Christ, but a laborer. Amen? God has blessed you with uh, 
your pastor, and of course his family, and other ministers. But the truth is, in the apostolic church, one of the things we have found is that every this for us to accomplish God's will is going to take every person involved in the church. Amen? Amen. It's not just for a few. Amen? Praise God. I'm, before I go in further, I'm just going to ask my wife just to stand and just to maybe shout a greeting, whatever she wants to do at this point. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. My wife was saying, actually, as we were coming over tonight, this is actually our first night service since we we just started deputizing, but this is our first night service. And I was telling Pastor that uh, one of the things we have found out traveling all over North America from the last time we deputized is many of our churches no longer have night services and very few services, in fact. Praise God. Um, I kind of feel like that's not the direction we need to be going in, <laughs> praise God, because the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering together of yourself, even so much more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. How many see the day of the Lord approaching? I definitely see the day of the Lord approaching. So if anything, we should be meeting even more often. Amen? Praise God. But it's, it's kind of the time we're living in, and those are the things that kind of let you know you know that um, we are we're really coming close to the end time, amen. And again, that's one of the reasons why my wife and I we I know you know we we know we have to travel every four years uh, and deputize like we do here. But one of the things that we've we've looked forward to is not just coming and trying to raise our funds, our budget to go back to the field. We want to be able to do that, of course, because we want to keep working. But um, we look forward to the opportunity to just come among our brothers and sisters and just fellowship with you, worship with you, and, and just encourage one another. Amen? Amen? Because we do believe we are living in the end time, end and the closing days of time, I should say. Praise God. And I just want to see God's will and purpose be done. Amen. I'm going to turn your attention without any further delay to the uh, the, the, where I believe the Lord um, put on our heart to share the, tonight. Um, in regard to scriptures, I'm going to ask us if we could turn our Bibles um, and if we could just stand as we read the Word of God. Second Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to read a few verses from here and then I'll possibly um, jump over to the Gospels um, in the book of Matthew, I think, chapter 11, and we'll read a few verses there. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 2, says this. 
For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband. Everybody say one husband. That's how it has, it should be. And that's how it needs to be. In Africa, we many times encounter where there is more than one husband, or where there is more than one wife, especially. And in some cases, just recently, some ladies went to the government to said, well, if, if the men can have more than one wives, we want to have more than one husband. And of course, that didn't go over too well with the men. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I think we just need to get back to this one wife and one husband. Amen. Which God intended. So, but, but Paul said, he's not talking even about, you know, as we know it, natural, but in the spiritual. He said, I've exposed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. He is our husband. Amen. That, that is the church. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, um, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth, preacheth another Jesus, everybody say another Jesus. Or, or he said, sorry, whom we have not preached, or if he, if you receive another spirit, everybody say another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which we have not, what you have not accepted, you might well bear with them. Everybody say another gospel. So this scripture is warning and it's written to the church. Amen. It's not written to the person outside, you know, the unbelievers. It's written to the church. And Paul is saying, I'm kind of concerned here because he said my part of my job is, is, um, that I have exposed you. In other words, I have, I have, I have engaged you with one husband. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said, I'm jealous over you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he said, the reason is you might well start to look or, or in, entertain another. Praise God. Not this one. Praise God. And then Matthew chapter, chapter 11, we read this. And this is referring to John the Baptist, um, <clears throat> who had, he was at this time imprisoned um, for preaching. And in verse 2 of chapter 11, John said, it says, scripture says, Now when John had heard in prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto, and, and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Everybody say another. another. Hallelujah. John, we are reminded of, you may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. John, we're reminded of, was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. This man was so, he was not just a prophet, Jesus said. He was the greatest of all the prophets. Amen? He was the forerunner of the Messiah. Who, if you read scripture carefully, the Messiah was not just going to be an anointed man. But he was literally going to be God himself come in flesh. 
Hallelujah. And that's why the Bible said John was the last of the prophets. Because after the, after all the prophets came, the one who would appear is the one who sent the prophets, which is the God of the prophets. Amen. But John, even though he was the one who even identified Jesus Christ, uh, to the people and prepared them to receive him as he came, John found himself at a place while imprisoned that he literally sent a message to Jesus hearing the things that Jesus was doing and he asked the question, are you the one or should we look for another? Amen. That is hard to fathom that how could John have such a powerful ministry and a great revelation this is the same one that looked at Jesus and said to his disciples, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. But yet, sometime after, I guess possibly, I'm thinking, because of his experience, in terms of his human experience, he, he started to have some questions. Praise God. And even to the point where he questioned Jesus, are you really the one? Or should we be looking for another? Praise God. Hallelujah. I remember having an experience while I was in Bible school in Canada. I think it was about my second year in Bible school. I had attended, I think it was a funeral for our director's wife who passed away. And... Um, uh, the, the, they had a wonderful service going send off to of this precious lady and um, I was just driving back home and as I was driving back home um, I just started pastor I just started having these thoughts and I just started thinking is this real did I get caught up in something that somehow I just, you know, maybe was misled. I reached the point, Pastor, by the time I reached home, that started while I was on the highway. By the time I got home, I had reached the point where I was literally questioning the very existence of God. I couldn't tell you, nothing had happened that was of any tra traumatizing uh, situation in my life. It just, it just came out of nowhere seemingly. And Pastor just mentioned about having uh, uh, your your home groups. I led uh, our family every, uh, I think it was a, a Thursday night. I led our family in a in a in a home, what we call a family fellowship. It was like a home group. We had a number of family members who were converted when my wife and I went um, to Canada first. Um, <clears throat> we had a, quite a number of. Uh, we literally almost could just form a church in ourselves, but we, we were attached to our, our, our um, main assembly. And on Thursday nights, we committed to meet together and pray and worship and even just have fun together. But I would, I would lead that meeting. And um, I remember I was going to be having that meeting later on that evening. And brethren, because of the fact that I felt the way, the way I have, I've always tried to conduct myself, I tried, I looked at your, 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 your tagline there. It says, real people, real needs, 
and a real God. So that's one of the things I always um, tried to, you know, to operate, you know, in a way that I wanted to be, to be, to be um, genuine. I wanted to be um, real with people. I didn't want to be to be pretending. Amen. And um, so when I when I when this started happening to me, I started literally pastor questioning. I said, "How can I go and lead this meeting?" My family is going to be there. They're looking to me as the person leading. And I'm having these questions. That I'm even really, even, I'm questioning everything about my experience. And as you heard, my wife and I have had a very powerful conversion experience. And even after that, several very, very powerful experiences with God. But I even reached a point where I said, God, even if you were to, you know, it's, it's funny, you're, you're questioning God's existence, but you're still talking to him. <laughs> Amen. I don't know how that works, but I think even the atheist goes through that. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. But I said, God, even if you do a miracle, I might be able to conjure up a miracle. So I said, I don't know how you're going to deal with this, but I have some serious questions here about whether this is real or somehow I just got caught up in something. Praise God. And I didn't know. But what I did know is that I would have to be honest with my family. And tell them, you guys, I have, I have some questions. And right now, I don't think I need to even be in this position. And I really can't mislead you. So I have to be honest. I, that's what I intended to tell them. Right? And... Um, Anyway, we used to gather in the basement of my mom's home. And everybody started gathering. People started driving in. Who was driving in? We lived there, so we were there. And everybody was in, in the basement. I came down, and I had these questions saying, God, I don't know what's going to happen here. But I'm going to have to be honest with them and tell them, I don't even know if you exist. And pastor, everybody was just kind of, Nobody knew what was going on in my mind. Even my wife. I didn't tell her anything. And everybody was just kind of just gathering together. Uh, milling around. And then I think somebody started singing. And um, you know they just started preparing. And I was just walking back and forth. In that basement. And I turned around. And let me tell you. I encountered Jesus Christ. One more time. Hallelujah. There was no miracle. I can just tell you, he met me right there. Hallelujah. And every question, every doubt disappeared just as quickly as they came. Hallelujah. And I just started to worship the Lord. Nobody even knew. Maybe they just thought, oh, Brother Patrick is just worshiping. But I was just saying, God, I thank you. Because not only did you reveal to me initially yourself when you when we when you fill me with the holy ghost praise god but you came again and met me tonight hallelujah and reassured me that i am real and what you are a part of is real hallelujah so i want to encourage somebody tonight because i don't know if you've had an experience like this or you will have but I just want to, to, to share with you a little bit. The, the, the title I have for this short message that I, I want to share with you is Beware of Another. 
when the Lord brought this to my attention, I was reading the scriptures, and that's 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 the theme of what he brought to me. Beware of another. I'm, it was in reference to counterfeits. Praise God. The, the term counterfeit, I looked it up, and it, this is what it says. It's an exact imitation of something valuable, and it's, it's, it's done with the intent to deceive. Hallelujah. So, I want to, to, to say to us tonight, what I'm talking about is something that looks real, it even feels real, hallelujah, and it's meant to be so because it's meant to deceive. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I, I don't think I have to tell you who is behind when it comes to a spiritual counterfeits. The devil is the master of counterfeits. Because his main, the devil's main, uh, the Bible says it, he's the, he's the deceiver of the whole world. Hallelujah. That's his main tactic. The devil is not so powerful. But he is good at deceiving people. Just look around you and see. Amen. Of what he's doing with some people. Praise God. Hallelujah. I had an experience. And this kind of came back to me. While the Lord was showing me this. Shortly after getting to. Well it's, I was there in Kenya for a little while. In Kenya. They use of course their own currency like many countries. They will, they will definitely accept U.S. dollars. <laughs> Hallelujah. In fact, we've not gone to a country yet, anywhere in Africa, where they won't accept U.S. In fact, they, they almost prefer U.S. dollars to their own currency. Amen. And we thank God for that. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But I had an experience. They use what is called Kenya shillings. And they have um, up to a thousand shilling notes. And many times people carry around because of the, the, the value of the, the currency. You carry around a lot of thousand shillings. And that's what you use primarily. But you have other denominations. But anyway, I went to pay a light bill, I believe it was. So I went to the, we paid at the post office. I walked in. I had my light bill. And it was a significant light bill. I think it was like for 16 or more thousand shillings. And um, that's about, that, at that time it was about $160 um, in, in U.S. currency. But I had Kenya shillings because that's what we have to use when we're doing that. And I walked in with all this money to pay my light bill. So I handed the lady my light bill and then I handed her the stack of Kenya shillings to pay for this light bill. I think I handed her about 17,000 just to make sure everything is covered. Uh, Kenya shillings. 17, so that was 17,000 shilling Ken, um, uh, uh, notes. So the lady did like this. She just started going through the money and then she would just do this. She would, she would, I was on the other side of the counter and then she would just do this every now and then. And she would put one of those notes before me. So I was wondering, what is this lady doing? Is she, does, don't I owe that money? Why is she giving me, giving them back to me? So after she finished, she took several of those thousand shillings and she give, she put them in front of me. So I said, ma'am, uh, what's, is there something wrong? She says, I, she said, I said, why did you give me back this money? 
She said, sir, those are no good. I said, what? She said, yeah, they're, they're counterfeit. Uh, that sent me into a panic. I said, what? I came here thinking I had enough money to pay my light bill. But she gave me quite a bit of money and said those bills were no good. They were counterfeit. Praise God. So I kind of eventually, um, you know, got a hold of myself and I said, okay, what do I do? She said, well, you have to go get some real money. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> if you want to pay this bill. And I did just that. I went to the bank and I got some money. And then I paid it. But that kind of highlighted to me when I was reading this. What can happen if what you think is real is really counterfeit? It, has no, it looks real. You think it's real. But it's counterfeit and it's valueless. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So let's get back to the scripture. Paul is exhorting the church in Corinth and he's saying, I'm jealous over you folks. I'm kind of concerned about you. Praise God. Amen. And he said, the reason is, is this. He says, if one comes to you and they preach another Jesus, you, which we have not preached, you might well listen to that person. And I thought, another Jesus. Now I can relate to that. Because I, my wife and I grew up all our lives hearing about another Jesus. Amen. Before we got converted and came to the apostolic church, we believed in a Jesus that we were told is a second person in a holy trinity. Hallelujah. But we found out that's not the Jesus the Bible speaks about. Hallelujah. The Bible speaks about a Jesus that is God manifest in the flesh. The word which was in the beginning, which was God, made flesh and dwelt among us. The Bible says in, in, in John again, John chapter 1, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Colossians tells us in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him. We were told he is one of the persons in the Godhead. But here the Bible is telling us that the Godhead is in him. Hallelujah. So Paul is warning these people. You know, beware of somebody coming to you and preaching another Jesus. We also work in um, some predominantly Muslim areas. And, and Islam teaches, that, believe it or not, they do talk about Jesus. Amen? They, if you ask a, a Muslim uh, convert who is, who is really um, serious, he will tell you they believe in Jesus. But they believe Jesus is just one of the prophets. Hallelujah. But note, he is not the greatest of the prophets even. Hallelujah. But... Can I tell you this? Jesus is not just a prophet. He is the God of the prophets. Hallelujah. Amen. You just have to read even the book of Revelations. And you, you, you quickly come to that understanding. Hallelujah. 
So that's another Jesus that they're talking about. Paul said, beware of people who come to you preaching another Jesus. Hallelujah. It's amazing right now in our world. All the Catholics and Protestants, which we were a part of, they preach another Jesus. And many people are following that. Hallelujah. But can I tell you, church, we have a lot to give God thanks for. Because we believe in the Jesus of this Bible. Hallelujah. Praise God. He also warned them, Paul said, I'm concerned because you may actually, he said, receive another spirit which we have not received. Hallelujah. Again, the spirit that we're talking about is the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, unlike what we were taught when we were young, we were taught when we were growing up, you, you automatically have the spirit when you believe. You don't have to speak in tongues. That's why when my wife and I came to the apostolic church at first, and people started asking us, have you received the Holy Ghost? We said, yes. They said, did you speak with tongues? We said, no. They said, well, you haven't actually received the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And we found out, thank God, not long after. In fact, my wife, she gave her testimony this morning, and she said, she said, uh, she talked about how, the, how she went to an altar after a service one day at an arena. And they were talking about the coming of the Lord. And both her and I, without communicating, we were thinking the same thing. We need to settle this matter about speaking in tongues and receiving the Holy Ghost because it was foreign to us. And we actually felt it was challenging our own personal experience. Well, she just did this. She went to the altar she, she, she knelt at the altar and she said, Lord, I don't understand about this Holy Ghost speaking with tongues. But he, she said, Lord, you know I love you and I know you love me. And she said, Lord, when you come back, you're not leaving me here. So she said, if this experience, this Holy Ghost speaking with tongues, it's, if this is what I need to get to heaven, give it to me. Hallelujah. Well, she said, she began to call on the name of Jesus. And the third time she went to say Jesus, she couldn't speak in English. She was speaking in another language as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. <laughs> Hallelujah. I guess that was God saying, yes, you do need this to get to heaven. The same night God revealed that to me in his word, that no, there are many people who believe and yet have not received the Holy Ghost. And that's when my understanding opened and the following night, thank God. In fact, the following day, even before I got the Holy Ghost, I, I, I met, I went to pick up my aunt for work. I met my cousin. I preached them the whole day, telling them they need the Holy Ghost. I didn't even have it. Praise God. But thank God they came to church with us that night. God filled every one of them with the Holy Ghost and then filled me with the Holy Ghost. Thank God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you know the Bible actually warns us. The apostle John wrote in his epistle. Beloved believe not every spirit. But try the spirits where they, they are of God. Because he said many false prophets are gone out into the world. I think a lot of them are in Africa. Praise God. Believe it or not. Everybody's a prophet there. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ 
is come in the flesh is of God. Can I tell you this, brethren? If anybody preaches any other message concerning Jesus Christ, than that he is God manifest in the flesh, that's identifying that spirit as being not of God. Hallelujah. Because the spirit of God that we receive is the spirit of truth. And he will guide you into all truth. In fact, in fact listen, to what, listen to what John said. He goes on, verse 6 of 1 John 4. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Hallelujah. That almost sounds kind of uh, prideful, but let me tell you, the apostles, they knew what they had. And they were, they were exhorting the church to understand. Listen, brethren, if people don't listen to what we tell them, they, they don't have the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. If, if, if the spirit of truth is what's dealing with them or, or, or leading them, they will listen to the truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't get upset when people don't want to listen. We don't have to argue. We don't have to quarrel. We just have to share with them the truth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then he talks about, he said, or you might well accept another gospel. And he said, you might well bear with somebody who preaches another gospel. Can I tell you, I don't think we have to, I have to tell you. Again, we grew up hearing another gospel. We, we were not taught like the apostles preached about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The application of that being Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. We were told, like, believe on the Lord and you are saved. Hallelujah. And that's what a lot of people today are being told. But can I tell you, that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's another gospel. Praise God. Hallelujah. And again, in Africa, we have a lot of people preaching another gospel. Hallelujah. Church, I'm just... Wanting to tell us today. First of all. We need to be so thankful. That God has chosen. To reveal. The word of God. To truth to you and I. Praise God. Because believe it or not. If. And I'm, I'm, again I'm not saying this being critical of others. But I'm simply telling you and I. That this is the message. Of salvation. For the whole world. That's the reason we're in South Sudan. South Sudan is seeing, because of its uh, beginnings, it's considered the newest country in the world. You know what God did? God put us in that country right after they gained independence. So, And we were able to register the United Pentecostal Church, having started to work there just before. We were able to register the United Pentecostal Church in South Sudan, which was the newest country in the world. And we were one of the first churches to be registered officially in that country. That didn't happen by chance. I believe God said, you know what? You're going to have a new country? Well, you need the truth. Hallelujah. More than you need anything else. And let me tell you, I appreciate, 
I appreciate all the different things that people do to aid some of these countries and to help many, many countries in Africa. You know, one of the poorest, where some of the poorest people live. Interestingly, Africa, like I was telling somebody today, if you, if you spend any time just doing any research, you'll find out that Africa is by far the richest continent on this planet. They have everything. Hallelujah. They have, they have mineral resources in abundance. They have wildlife. They have fertile land. Hallelujah. They have everything. But because of the conditions, they're pr- pretty much more, more so man-made. Some of the poorest people live in the richest continent. I tell them all the time. I said, North America is so, so developed. And I, I mean, our people, there are so, many times, they, they, they are so blessed. But I said, they don't have what you have. There are countries in Africa that you can walk. You just walk a little while and you'll find diamonds laying on the ground. Hallelujah. But if you survive, if you survive in those countries, <laughs> God has to be with you. Because they're constantly at war, constantly fighting, constantly killing. Praise God. You may have heard of a, of a film that they made not long ago called Blood Diamonds. That's made based on the situation in the Congo. Praise God. Reality, it's still happening right now as we speak. Praise God. But brethren, I want to just remind us. Jesus said, what shall a man gain if he gains his whole world and loses his soul? Hallelujah. The truth of the word of God is more important to us. Whether you're in North America, whether you're in Africa, Asia, Europe, this is more important than anything else that you could ever imagine or have. Hallelujah. Because your money won't help you when you stand before the Lord. Hallelujah. Your house, your lands, nothing, your possessions, even your family, they can't help. But when we do stand before the Lord, all that's going to matter is that we have obeyed the truth. Hallelujah. Jesus said, except you believe that I am he. If you read some translation, it says, except you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. You have to have a revelation of who he is. Hallelujah. You have to know. And this is where I want to end. One of the things I found out through my experience there that I mentioned a while ago, dealing with counterfeit. You know what? You know why that lady was able to quickly um, identify those bills as being counterfeit? She was familiar and knew very well the real. Hallelujah. That's the only deterrent to being deceived by the counterfeit. You have to know what is real and you have to have some experience. Hallelujah. So saints of God, can I, can I encourage you here? That's why we need to take this book and we need to get into this and, and begin to read and understand what we have. Praise God. There is only one Jesus. That is God who was manifest in the flesh. There is only one spirit. That's the Holy Spirit 
which is the spirit of truth, which when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will speak with new tongues as the initial evidence. But after that, you will bear the fruit of that spirit. Hallelujah. And then there is only one gospel. Hallelujah. The message of salvation, which will save any person. Hallelujah. One of the things we're so thankful for as I close tonight is when we go to Africa, in particular South Sudan, a country that has been in gross darkness for many years, just constant civil war. One of the things we keep hearing as we preach to people, and this is one of the reasons why we have so many people converted, people will say to us, is this all? Is, this, is it so simple? You mean all I have to do is repent of my sins? All I have to do is be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and then live according to the word of God? And we say to them, yes, that's it. And they are amazed. Because you know what? They've grown up years, sometimes, in, in, and their culture is witchcraft. And they're told they have to do some really, really difficult things. Make all kind of sacrifices. One, 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 one lady that was converted in our church, her husband was heavily involved in his cultural tradition of witchcraft. And you know what? At one point, one of the witch doctors told him, in order for you to get what you want now, you, not only you have to bring animals, but you have to kill your wife and offer her as a sacrifice. That lady found out that that was what he intended to do because he wanted what the witch doctor was telling him. And she quickly found the church. Thank God. Hallelujah. We preached the gospel to her. She repented of her sins. She was baptized in Jesus' name. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And not only did God save her soul, but he kept her alive because of the darkness. Let me tell you, brethren, this is the message. Hallelujah. They, talk, they used to talk about Africa as a dark continent, to be quite honest. When I hear, my wife and I, when we hear about what's happening in North America, we consider Africa to have more light because of the, if you meet the average Africa and they believe in God, hallelujah, you don't have to try to convince them that God is real. But when we hear about North America, that people are so skeptical about anything to do with God, you don't want, they don't want to hear you tell them about God. People don't know today who is a man or a woman. In Africa, most people know exactly who is who. Amen. And you know what that's attributed to? Darkness. Spiritual darkness. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I close with this. The apostles writing to the Galatian church. They said this. Hallelujah. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him. That called you into, into the grace of Christ. Unto another gospel. This church was already drifting. He said, which is not another, but there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But this is what they said to the church. Though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. And Paul, just to make sure they understood, he meant what he said. He said, 
As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than we have preached, let him be accursed. There is not another. Hallelujah. God bless you this evening. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Oh, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. Hallelujah. Woo. I'm going to raise that a key. I'm going to raise that. I don't know how. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Oh, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but Give me Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, there's no turning back. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think we ought to lift our hands to the Lord and thank him for this word. Almighty oh, God, we praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take this whole world, sing it with me, but give me Jesus. Oh, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. And I won't turn back. I won't turn back. Aren't you glad you know him tonight? <laughs> hallelujah. 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 I, I want you to just, uh, we're, we're going to bless brother and uh, sister Groves here in a little bit. We're going to uh, allow you to give an offering before you leave. And we're just going to put it on this upper step up here. I didn't bring a box or a pan or anything, but you can just lay it up here as an offering. There might be an extra bag back there if someone wants to stand up here with it, brother. Uh, brother Brandon, it's on at the end of the desk on the floor there. You'll see it. And uh, I, I just want you to uh, uh, recognize that uh, we've been blessed with the word of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. And here's the beautiful thing. Is we can't go. Most of us cannot go.
physically to Africa, but we can send them. We can help send them. And uh, so we want to do that. This offering we receive is going to go towards their travels and expenses as they deputize, but I want us to take them on as a partner also. Is that all right? Praise God. Let's do that. Your faithful giving. Your faithful giving. Your faithful giving is something that uh, uh, provides opportunity for us to pay our uh, missions, offerings, partnering with them in missions. Amen. And every month we get reports and our uh, uh, ladies that help provide that, Sister Alicia leading them, they stand up here and tell us reports of what God is doing. I want to hear what God's continuing to do in Kenya and, and South Sudan. Amen. What the Lord is doing there. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's such a beautiful presence of the Lord here tonight. Oh, let's love him, Jesus. You're so good to us, Lord. You're so good to us, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You're good to us, Jesus. God, we appreciate you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you don't have to bring your offering right now, but I wonder if you'd just come and stand here in the front. Let's let's come up and pray together. Would you do that? Amen. As we prepare to... Uh, bring this service to a close but I feel such a wonderful presence of the Lord friend if you haven't received the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues it's for you today it's for you today God can fill you with the Holy Ghost before you leave to go home tonight amen to God amen to God we're blessed to know Jesus we're blessed to know Jesus I love him tonight Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you just begin to tell him how much you love him? Uh, Oh God, I appreciate you. Uh, Hallelujah, I appreciate you. Lord, I appreciate you. Uh, Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 